TK brought to you in part by Christian Roberts Mortgage. If you're going to work with an expert for your home, next home loan, you need to connect with the most preferred lender in Utah, Christian Roberts Mortgage. Christian Roberts Mortgage, specializing in jumbo loans. So the Jazz are on to the second round. The preliminaries are out of the way, PK. They've faced a young team, not many veterans there, didn't have a three-point shooting, or really the nine seed, but played their way into the eight seed using the new play-in tournament. No playoff experience, and the Jazz take them down in five. Can't afford with an asterisk. The most gentlemanly of gentlemanly sweeps. We'll play one game without our best offensive weapon. See what you can do. Yeah, they done what they did. That's just, this was a win-win for both teams, actually. Because it gave uh, Memphis a little bit of a taste of what they mm-hmm. what they want. And with the other stuff, for them, of all the teams on this play-in, Memphis benefited the most. Probably the Warriors the least since they finished eight, but still got knocked out. And Memphis had to win a couple of ball games, go up to uh, San Francisco, win that. It was a tight game and all that stuff. That's great for that team. They're not prepared to compete for a for a ship right now, but they got a nice little experience, a little taste. Uh, you know, the other teams like Washington, they're a veteran team, so I don't know what Beal and Westbrook where they're going, what that. But Grizzlies, the, the arrow looks like it's up. They can go do what the Jazz did four years ago when the Jazz Possibly. had young guys and went out and got some veterans to go with them. Maybe Memphis can go out and get some veterans and to go we'll with see. them. And the Jazz took care of them, as yeah. you say, in the basically the four. And they're going to have rest and things. Yeah, right. They're right where you want to be. So I agree 100%. And we got a lot of people uh, weighing in. Brian, incredible shooting performance. When this team plays like that, they are unstoppable. I think there's something to be said for that. 47 in the first quarter. What else could have gone right? Clarkson could have hit the three on the. One of the, was it the next to last possession? Or maybe one before that? I don't that? even remember. I don't know. Would have put them up. They could have had a 50-point quarter. Oh, great. I'll take a 20-point lead after one. At home. And just, and, and it, it was important for the development of this team, too. Not to just beat them, but pulverize them. And they did. I think that worked. Everything worked to their, to their advantage. They got all the mojo they need going in the second round, and they got to find a way to to keep it. And hopefully, uh, Conley's able to play. Uh, but you know, if he can't, well, then you got Joe. You'll see Joe. That's why I'm, I'm not worried about Joe. I have zero worries about Joe not making a bucket. I don't care. Was Game 5 good enough for you? Was 4-1 to good enough for you? And Jeff says, yes, it is. But as Kobe would say, job done? I don't think so. Wade doesn't quote Kobe, but he's got the same sentiment. One down, three to go. Well, there's four levels of jobs then. Yes. So, it's like going to medical school or something. You know, you got to whole bunch of steps you got to go along the way and it's a long journey uh, to get there pretty sweet when you get there uh, so this is just a step and they, they understand that they, they got it they got it down complete and nothing that you did in the first round have any bearing 
in the second round, and it's all brand new and all that stuff. That's why it's it's such the ultimate grind. The NBA playoffs is the biggest marathon postseason that we have. You know, because these things can last two weeks, and there could be four of them. That's a long time. A two-month grind. Yeah. Right. Now, you'd prefer that it didn't last as long, could put them away early. Right. In terms of the number of series of number of games, baseball's a month, football's a month, five weeks, but with one week off. Yeah, and you're only going one game a week. Football has its own uh, attractiveness. They build up to the games, and the, just the single that single game, one and done. Yeah. When you get in front, when you get in front of a TV, or you go into the stadium for a game, and you know, in two or three hours. It's all over for somebody. That's awesome. That heightens everything big time. And I think it's the, even though college basketball isn't as popular, March Madness still is, and it's for that reason. Sit down in two hours, somebody's done. Well, I already know ahead of time. The Clippers and Mavs, whomever, you're done. There it is. Yeah. Calling it. Oh, yeah. Who wouldn't call it? Homer announcers in Dallas and Los Angeles. I am a Homer announcer. <laughs> in Salt Lake City, that's different. I'm I'm a Homer. I'm a Homer, but I'm never at home. Don't even know what that means. <laughs> Just making stuff up. Well, the point being, they should be favored, whoever they play. And they, individually and collectively as a team, they should expect to win. The mindset should be, we're going to win this series. Well, it, it shouldn't be, yeah. wow, I mean, we need really, really need to play well, and then we'll see what happens. No, it should be, we're going to win. I don't see why it wouldn't be. Right. They beat both these teams two out of three, regardless of who wins the series. And there's all kinds of, you know, it's a regular season, so it's different just because the regular season is different. And then you got who's missing in every game. The, uh, the Jazz beat the Mavs without Donovan Mitchell and... Oh, we regardless. Clippers sat everybody one game, but then had everybody back for the next one. That that's yesterday. I'm living in the present, looking forward to the future. So is Matt. Was that series good enough for you? Was that game good enough, Matt? Only twelve more exclamation point. Little trophy emoji. Yeah, four down, twelve to go. Well, if you're going to take the long range, Matt clearly is. I'm going to take the range of the second round. Donald says, no, it was not good enough. We want it all. Well, first, was first round good good enough? That's all we're asking is, was first round good enough? We're not asking the entire postseason. We're asking first round. This, As I look at this first round from the Jazz perspective, this is what I would have wanted. Get a little bit of adversity, a little bit of a struggle so it doesn't come totally easy, and find your way. Need to win. They needed to win two games. Now, obviously, they needed to win four. But individually, they needed to win game two. And they needed to win either game three or game four to take control of the series. Well, obviously, they won both of them. So the two games that they really needed to have to change the complexion and point it strictly and exclusively in one way they got. So that's a little bit. I don't want to make it sound like, 
you know, you're you know, beating Larry Bird in the finals or something, or Michael Jordan in the finals. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's, it was a small dose of we got to prove something here. Not only did they not beat Larry Bird, they didn't even beat Kawhi Leonard or Luka Doncic. You know, John Morant, this is his first playoff series. And they shouldn't. They right. shouldn't have to beat them in the right. first round because you I, have the best record. I assume, exactly. And I assume John Morant will be, you never know in the NBA things change so fast, but I assume John Morant and the Grizzlies will be a much tougher test in a year or two and they got three or four playoff series under their belt or whatever. It'll be a different deal, as it has been for Mitchell. We've seen his development. Right. He's, he's first team All-NBA. He won't get it because he missed a bunch of games, but he's he's got first team talent. He's a first team all NBAer. Thank you, Riley. <laughs> Riley wishes he had said that. <laughs> what are the things over the years that you said on the air that you wished you didn't? Oh, at this point, I just wear it all. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you could go back. Well, I felt I Look felt at bad. Your crystal balls. I felt bad. I felt bad for <laughs> Debbie, but she handled it so well. But I felt bad for you know the other stuff. There's no one. No one feels bad if I say something wrong about you, you know don't really NASCAR. Like a Debbie. Yeah, well, see. I've been one for a long time. And <laughs> what happens first? Look into your crystal balls. Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> that would have slid past some people, but you made sure. Stop! Everyone notice. Notice! Pardon? You were like the guy, you got the earphones on, you're out in front of the airplane, you're down on the tarmac, and you got the uh, you got the flares or the flashlight or whatever thing, and you're directed, hey, hey, look at this! You know how Jack, Jack Buck couldn't believe what he just saw? I couldn't believe what I just heard! You could, too. <laughs> Retail places that get the ultra big flag to what? call it. Oh. <laughs> 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 Tore that thing down. The building's gone. The flagpole's gone. It's all gone. <laughs> Built. You passed aggressive little punks. <laughs> Jeez. That one's different. That's though. the dark side right there. Yeah, yeah. That, that one, That's that behind the curtains that they don't see That's that we live with curtain. day to day. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> Comma. <laughs> you liked that, what didn't you, you Yonk? You didn't you see Kwame that coming. Kwame Brown? Exactly. <laughs> Way to go, Kwame. <laughs> Kwame Brown. <laughs> Look, I'm not as jacked up as DJ. <laughs> Tomorrow we'll look in on our crystal balls <laughs> and see about the second round. <laughs> but for today... We're resting on our laurels and resting on our Debbies. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and taking these and basking in the round one playoff victory. It's been three years, right? Yep. Three long years since that Oklahoma City series, and everybody thought the arrow was up. That's two years in a row they won in the first round. This stuff is automatic. This team's got it figured out. They made the transition from Gordon Hayward to Donovan Mitchell, and this is how it's going to be from now on. And it turned out that wasn't how yeah, it was. Yeah, although last year was so screwy. Last year was screwy. Put it off and two years side. before that, they were kind of victimized by uh, Houston. Scheduling uh, the way uh, it played out. Yeah, right? Houston dropping and, and yeah. playing them. Yeah. That's uh, three years in a row now of teams trying to pick their first-round opponent, and the Jazz ended up on the short end of that stick. Right. They weren't good enough then. Right, but Houston was the four, and they should have been the two. Understood. But they ended up the four, so the Jazz ended up with 
Somebody they should have seen in the second uh, round. Sure, they didn't win the playoffs. We don't know they would have won the first round either way. Nope. And I, I don't remember the standings outside of that. Uh, who it would have been if Houston there. hadn't set that things up. doesn't matter now. They, they, they're now they're assembled to win. And they took care of business. And I, and I like that it was a tad bit of a struggle. I would, looking back now that it's done, I'm glad it went this way rather than just 4-0, not much of a test. Because this team needs a test. You know, the Jazz, when they went to the finals that one year, they played a Clipper team that was under 500, right? And I think there was three games. It was three out of five in those days. And then they won 3-0. They didn't need a test. They'd been together for so long. They were all in their 30s, and everybody was – they didn't even know if they had a rookie on a team. And so they didn't really need a test. I think this team needed a little bit of a test, and it, and it got it. Not a, not a great test, but just a little bit of a test. And that's what the first round, Memphis, to their credit, it's what they provided. And then you had the little soap opera drama with uh, Mitchell not being able to play in the first game and wanting to play, blah, blah, blah. Turns out it didn't mean anything. It's literally meaningless. But at the time, it was a little bit of a storyline, and there was a sense of nerves. And then they beat him handily in game two and go on the road. You got to get one. Well, let's get two. Go Ernie Banks. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Speaking of baseball players who build an awesome reputation <laughs> yeah. off the regular season. Yeah. But the team couldn't get him to the postseason. Let's get two, not just one, right? Ernie probably ripped that off from some NBA team that was uh, on in a road trip for the playoffs. Let's get two. <laughs> Bob Pettit? I don't even know. <laughs> who would it have been? Oh, they had the NBA playoffs back in early, his day, didn't early they? Early Bill Russell? I would think so, yes. Yeah, so let's get two. I don't even know when Ernie Banks played. I think late 50s. Is that when he started? I assume 50s and 60s. Yeah. So uh, they got two. This series provided a nice tune-up and a nice little, hey, get your mental edge about you a little bit going into the second round. It's set up nicely, which it should as the number one seed. You should be tested to a degree but not full out right to the end, like Clippers and Mavs. That's a four or five, right? By definition, that, that should, should go be six tested. or seven, and that's where yeah. they're sitting. Six yeah. or seven, right? Because you got the closest you could possibly be in the seedings, so you have that there. And the West is a decent, uh, decent teams there. So you're going to see that with uh, every other series, right? I mean the Nuggets and they're playing Blazers? game six tonight. Yeah, yeah. and the Lakers, the Suns Lakers, and, Suns are playing game six yeah. tonight. Right, and the Clipper game six is Friday. Right. So uh, there's a lot of depth of talented teams with talented players on this uh, in the West. So you've seen that, and the biggest differential, obviously, in the seeding process is one versus eight. In this case, nine playing wins the eight, and this is the way it should. It went to form, which is, I think for this team where it's at right now, it was good. Now they got it in their back pocket. Now they got a few days off, maybe more than a few days off. Have to see how it plays out. Yeah. And then they'll be ready to go, hopefully for Conley's sake. Although I do think they, whoever they play, they could beat if Mike can't go every single game or zero games. I think they can withstand. Depending on how bad his injury is and 
I how long the series goes. Because they're not that top-heavy. Like, the Lakers lose Davis, and they get smoked. Phoenix runs them off the floor, right? So they're not. that's not their team. They can still be competitive with, a, with an injury to Conley. Now, Gobert, that's another story. But at least offensively, I think Joe can come in, and, and if he has to start, he'll be ready to go. This, it's a role he's, he's sort of like a, he's the ultimate swing man. He's gone back and forth between starter and coming off bench, but clearly he plays better when he starts. I mean, at least it seems that way to me. Maybe I'm wrong, and there's some jazz it is when he starts right now. It, I think he does play better when he starts, but I don't think he plays better because he starts. I think he plays better because he's not the decoy in the corner. He is in the middle of the offense because he starts because one of the three ball handlers is gone. Okay, fine. And so I just think he gets more touches. He gets more involved in the game. You kind of lose yourself in the game and. Whatever is distracting you or you're thinking about or you're putting too much pressure on, you're just in the game, in the moment, possession, possession, and it gets easier to do stuff. And obviously you have more opportunity. Well, I think I would go a little bit psychologically here, and maybe I'm out of my league, but I think that when he does, I think starting is a factor when a player's out because he knows he needs to have a ability to make up a little bit what they're missing. So I think he takes it on himself. Yes, more. I think that psychological thing adds in. Yeah, hey, I, I've got to be good tonight. We don't have, you know, we don't have whoever because sometimes he starts because they don't have Donovan, and sometimes he started because they don't have Conley. Last thing he wants to do is let his team down. Well, he didn't let his team down in the first round. Nope. Even though he didn't make buckets, he didn't let anybody down. Well, he knows if I got to start and play twenty eight minutes, I have got to do this, this, and this in order for us to win, and he usually does that in those situations. The ultimate swing man, you say, and he will join us coming up in 40 minutes. Joe started 30 games this year, came off the bench 37 games, and sat out five. So that's split almost right down the middle right there. Uh All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Bowler's up next. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. We're brought to you in part by Premier Wave. You've heard about acoustic wave therapy for ED and how it's an effective treatment to help nearly all men. There's now a physician-owned clinic here in Salt Lake. Learn how Premier Wave is unique by visiting premierwave.com for more information and to learn about Premier Wave's special offer. Time to welcome in Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz Bowler. Good morning. Hey, David James. DK. Hello. Bowler, you once dropped a legendary quote that I think is hilarious, and I hesitate to bring it up because I I brought it up before and you seem slightly embarrassed by it. But I think it's so fitting, I'm just going to risk it, Bowler. And if you freeze me out and don't take my calls for the next year, I'll just deal with it. Okay. All right. You were doing the NCAA tournament up in Boise, 
And right. Gordon Monson followed you, and he wrote a profile on you and what it's like, right? And you ended up with four games in a row that all went down to the buzzer. Yeah, and at some point in the third or fourth game, you turned around and told him your underwear was soaking wet. Now, <laughs> A, hilarious, B, too much information, C, four straight games in a hot, sweaty gym, I totally believe it. There you uh, go. D, I wondered if that happened to you during Game 5 of the Jazz because <laughs> you were out of your mind. Donovan Mitchell was blowing your mind. He was blowing Matt Harpering's mind. He was blowing Alema Harrington's mind. Right on down the line, blowing Thurl's mind. I mean, it was just nonstop. Oh. You blew everybody's mind, right, last night in the building. Uh, and to get to your point, yeah, I was sweating pretty good in Boise, and I was uh, sweating a bit last night. It was a little hot outside, by the way, and it kind of transferred into the building. But that's one of the most incredible performances I, I have witnessed. Uh, and shots that were Steph Curry-like uh, with crowds and hands and face and short shot clocks, uh, Donovan Mitchell – showed us why he's reached another level, in my opinion. And playoffs, everyone will tell you, every analyst I've run across, say when you hit the postseason, that's when you step to the next level, and Donovan has reached that. Uh, I guess that would equate into from star status or all-star status to a superstar status. Um, I saw some incredible things last night, and – you know, there's a lot of arguments whether or not the Jazz dominated the the Memphis Grizzlies. Look, they're a good young team with a lot of a lot of work to do, but some pieces they need off the bench uh, because the Jazz bench dominated really throughout the series. But uh, they've got a couple of uh, players that that are the real deal as well. But look, the Jazz dominated Memphis most of the series, obviously except for Game One. There were some leads, massive leads that were lost. Look, you know, last night you build a 35-point lead and you went by 16. So it kind of takes away that argument a bit. But, yeah, they dominated most of the series. And uh, last night, the first half, I mean, I'm looking at my scorecard and I, I really almost ran out of ink in the first half with Donovan. But, you know, you score 75 or 47 in the first quarter. That, to me, equates to domination. And they, they did dominate Memphis. So was your mind blown? <laughs> yeah, I think at times I just was going, you know, Matt and I looked at each other across our little plexiglass barrier like, gosh, you know, you, you give kind of verbal cues. You guys do that, right? Like, I'm looking over like, really? really? Well, yeah, he flips me off, though. That's like <laughs> nonstop. Nonstop flip? Okay. I've given <laughs> him the bird twice during this interview already. <laughs> She blew my nose and then she blew my mind. Yeah, there you go. I don't know if Donovan <laughs> blew his nose, but he blew my mind. Uh, yeah, no, maybe he did. He had allergy issues, right? Didn't he yeah. say the post game? That's yeah, what he been, said, yeah. had a lot of allergy problems, man. But said no, he was up on the hour when, every hour. <laughs> right. Maybe sometimes when you're uh, not feeling your best, you play some of your best basketball. But uh, Donovan did it all. Um I think what's also impressive is in this series, he also rebounded and had, you know, assists. I mean, he got his teammates involved. Look, 30 and 10, along with six rebounds and 30 minutes of play. I mean, I don't know what else you can do. But that's, that tells me a lot about who he is and how he's worked through this year. Uh, I said last night on the broadcast, this team has gone through more trial and, turbul- you know, turbulation uh, than any team I can think of 
you know, recently, you know, starting in Oklahoma City and then the alleged Rudy Donovan flare-up, the bubble, you lose the 3-1 lead. Uh, you know, Jerry Sloan passes, Dougie Burrell passes away, their longtime masseuse. Uh, we lose Mark Eaton uh, this past week. You know, the tr- plane trip to Memphis and the flock of birds. I mean, this this has been mentally challenging. Uh, and if there's a team that's prepared for a long run, I keep thinking it's the Utah Jazz. And they've grown together and they've, you know, witnessed and been through all this together. And they made a very strong decision that, Donovan stated strongly last year in the bubble, never again. And you know, his prediction held true, right? His statement held yeah. true. They're on to round two. And we'll see who they who they play, whether it's Dallas or, or the L.A. Clippers. Well, I believe that Mitchell is going to fail miserably in the second round, and he doesn't have enough talent to do what he did. And this was just a fluke, and he's really not that good. So could you please <laughs> deliver that message to him? Oh, sure. I, uh, I, I wonder, I wonder how that's setting now with a few of the critics. Um, Look, hey, Donovan, if he uses his motivation, so be it. I mean, criticism is Um, clearly he used the Dylan Brooks thing as in as something to get him fired up. What was he doing? Wasn't he holding up fingers? You know, that's three, that's yeah, four. Yeah, the other game, you know, yeah. The yeah, Brooks had struggles. Look, he's uh, Brooks can score and do his own thing, too. But Donovan has a way of um, maybe getting into a few of these guys' heads. He's learned that maybe from Joe Ingles, who uh, is up next. Tell Joe to keep shooting the ball, will you? Just let him just keep shooting the ball. He'll be fine. Craig Boulderjack joining us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Jazz knocking out the Grizzlies. So, Quinn always likes to have something, and I think all coaches do, really. You know, hey, you did this well, you did this well. Here's something we really got to work on. I don't know that he has that right now. Now, maybe he can go, once he knows who the opponent is, he can go back and look at the regular season games and say, well, we didn't do this well against him. And obviously, they're going to emphasize this because they know that. They got the film, too. But what's he got to hang his hat on right now? It went so well. Well, I think he still wants some more offensive rebounds, even though that did improve in the last couple of games. And I'm still thinking that the Jazz turned the ball over too much and teams take advantage and score off the turnovers. I mean, I'm just looking last night, 18 points off 15 turnovers. You know, teams like Memphis who run uh, and they can break and run run away from you, uh, you don't want to you don't want to allow, allow that. Whether it's Luka Doncic or Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, whoever it may be in round two, but I still think you've got to take care. The, as he calls them, the lazy pass. If you're going to pass, be precise and throw it with intention, with authority, uh, like the one that Royce threw. Or excuse me, Donovan threw to Royce on a string last night. Look, that ball could have been picked off. It whizzed through traffic. But Donovan made the decision to deliver the pass, and it was it was a beautiful play. But a lot of times, uh, we see the Jazz get a little lax, and I think you still have to keep the, the I mean the ball on a string. If you're going to make the pass, make sure you want to get it there, not lazily lay it out there. And teams understand all teams. Jazz understand passing lanes, right? So you have to just make smart decisions, and then if you do turn it over try to pedal back as fast as you can on defense. But when the Jazz struggle, it's usually turnovers, and teams are able to score off those giveaways. So 
that's the one thing maybe he can hang his hat on. I'm just thinking out loud and, and grab more offensive rebounds, second chance point opportunities for the Jazz. That's where I'd go. Do you have a preference, you think, either team as far as who would be at advantage, disadvantage in the second round as an opponent? PK, I'd say let's kick this one around a little bit because I'm not sure. What do you guys see? I, I don't know if the chemistry is right in L.A. I, I just didn't think it last summer when Paul George said we really didn't come in here to try to win a championship and my mouth kind of hit the ground a bit because that's why they brought him in, right, to yeah. team up with Kawhi to make that happen. I'm not sure. I'm just not – I don't don't know if the chemistry's right uh, with the Clippers. Dallas is a but, – but, again, talented. You know, when they're on, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are a dynamic duo, and they can score in bunches like they did last night, a late, what, 9-0 run to, to force a – you know, to, to force some doubt on who was going to win that game. Um, I tell you, Luka – I, I've never believed that one guy can beat you in a seven-game series, but the guy is uber-talented and can do it all, rebound, assists, and points, and then you got Porzingis if he stays healthy. So, you know, look, the Jazz are going to have to go through potentially one of those two teams, obviously, and then the Western Conference Final. Um, you know, who who could that be? Phoenix, but, you know, if, Paul, if uh, Chris Paul gets healthy with the shoulder, uh, man, it's still a long road right to the top. Um, I'm thinking Dallas in my head, only because uh, Kawhi Leonard has championship experience. And uh, I think Dallas is still growing like the Jazz. So I could see Dallas beating the Clippers and making round two the Mavs and the Jazz. Kind of rhymes. <laughs> right? Okay. PK, I mean, I, PK's uh, preference all along has been central time zone teams because it avoids 8.30 starts. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't want to stay up till 11.30 watching post game when he's got to do morning radio. Yeah. So What's this stuff, man? Why am I up to 11.30 watching a ball game, right? When i got to be at the office by 6. Yeah, Come I on. can handle 10.30, but 11.30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that extra hour, PK, is important to you. I oh, know it. No Me question. Too. Yeah. yeah. We've all been there. The Clippers. I mean, you got, are you guys I, picking down? I think you're. you're I think you're. I think you're spot on. There's three things to look at. One is, I think the Clippers have the more talented roster. I think the Clippers have the better playoff experience. I think that's not debatable. But the Clippers, there is something wrong. There's some chemistry issue. There's something going on there that if a team really puts them under pressure, you can get them to crack. The Nuggets did it last year. The Mavs might be doing it right in front of our eyes. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's just so weird to watch. There's something off. The Clippers shouldn't have been the four seed. I realize they played their way into the four seed, but they they shouldn't have been the three seed that chose to play their way into the four seed. You know, so there's there's that. I I think you're right about Dallas. I think you want the team with less talent. I think the Jazz should be favored over either team. I think they also can lose to either team. There's no there's no slam dunk easy way out here. You know, either one of these teams could beat them, but I don't think that the Jazz have any reason to really, you know, I don't know, scared. I don't know how you get scared in a basketball playoff. That doesn't seem the right word. But you know what I mean? There shouldn't be any intimidation or scare factor there. It's, right, they've right. gone into series where there just didn't appear to be a path to victory, right? When they played the Warriors, uh, when they played the Rockets in the second round, they just didn't look like there was a chance they were going to win that. I, I think they're 
I think they can be favored. Well, I think they would be favored over Dallas and could be over the Clips. And even if they're not, that's, I think, because people just underestimate. Yeah. Just when you think the Clippers have it together and get on a roll, it goes wrong. And it did in the regular season, and it has in the playoffs. It's really confounding, I think, is the word we're looking for. Well, you're saying, you know, favorites. I think the Jazz would be a heavier favorite against Dallas, and maybe Clippers would come in just because of uh, the Kawhi factor and Paul George maybe – you know, a one-point type of spread favorite if you're looking at the Vegas odds. One thing we haven't talked about is the health of Mike Conley. I mean, upset that he, you know, walked off the floor last night. Indication was he felt like it wasn't as bad as his last um, hamstring issue. And that's just, that's, that's to me is disappointing during this run. Look, the Jazz are deep, and that's the, that's, that's the key word to all this. Um, and I'm sure Joe can speak to it later on the Joe Ingles show um, after his fourth cup of cut, Joe. But, you know, Mike's going to look the MRI, have an MRI today. He'll be evaluated. I thought he was more upbeat and positive. He knows his body, and he could just probably feel it tightening, so that's why he walked off and went to the locker room. But look, look how – PK, look at the series he had against Memphis. I mean, look at the gut punches and the kidney you know, punches he took from Dylan Brooks and the headbutts and kept his cool – an average, you know, twenty and ten. I mean, he's a big, he's a big piece of the puzzle right now. Yeah, Donovan can carry the load for a while, but if by chance the series with Dallas and the Clippers extends to seven, it only benefits the Jazz and Mike Conley, right? With yeah, yeah, yeah. Rest. That's why I think it's important that the the Clippers win, no matter who they play, because I think that from the Conley perspective, he is your ultimate security blanket. Yeah, get the ball to Mike. And good stuff is going to happen, uh, and it may not go. The bucket may not go in, but it's going to be a good shot. Or I guess a shot, not the bucket, but the shot is going to be a good shot. It's going to be a good play. I mean, I don't recall watching him all the time in Memphis, obviously, but clearly right now he's playing the best as he has with the Jazz, and he is a major, major factor. And it would be a blow not to have him. So yeah. whatever it takes to get him healthy. That's what you do. So rather than, well, I'm worried about, do I would I prefer to play Dallas? Would I prefer to play the Clippers? I want it to see go seven, and then whatever happens, happens. Because if I have a healthy Conley, to me, that's the most important aspect going into round two. Yeah, totally agree. The way he's been able to score, shoot the three, and share the ball, and blend with Donovan's return after the, the game one, that Donovan was a late scratch. Uh, they didn't really miss much of a beat. They averaged, if I'm not mistaken, about, gosh, nearly, what, 50, 49 points in the series uh, with, in the backcourt. John Dylan Brooks were dynamic. They were like 55 or something. So it was really kind of an interesting battle with the two backcourts in that series. But you're right, PK. Uh, you've got to have Mike somewhere in that series return in round two. And the longer the the Clippers and Dallas battle, the more tired they become, and the more rested and healed uh, Mike Conley becomes. I hope it's hope the MRI shows nothing, and it just goes through treatment and it's a little bit of time to get him back on the floor. Bowler, as always, we appreciate it. You're the man. You know what's weird? What we refer to Mitchell as a late scratch in game one, and that's a horse racing term. Mm-hmm. And he played at Louisville. 
<laughs> which is where Churchill Downs is. It, the parallels are so freaky. I like the ultimate security blanket with Conley. That was better. Oh, and yeah. I get why you like the horse but and the whole Mitchell's a guy. thoroughbred, too. Yeah, Watch him play. Here. I like the ultimate security blanket better. And he's a triple crown winner. All right, now. Easy does it. <laughs> and he's not taking drugs. I was going to say he's not Bob Baffert. Hey, right. oh. Bob Baffert, oh. Craig, of course, you know Bob Baffert went to school, college at the University of Arizona, which they teach. They literally have a major at the University <laughs> of Arizona in how to cheat. Is that a three-hour or six-hour credit course? Well, you only put in three hours, but you get credit for six because you're literally cheating while <laughs> well you're taking done. the class. Well done. Typical well done. University of Arizona grad is a cheater. Wow. Who would have thought? From a sun devil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Obvious. Crazy. Yeah. Hey, well, all I can say is giddy up. <laughs> That's nice. Nice. Well done. Way to leave on a high note, Costanza. Good work. Yeah. Giddy up. <laughs> All right, Bowler, uh, I know you got to go, but you have to listen to the next segment because I have a Danny Ainge quote for everybody who's heard about Ainge retiring, but they've yeah. also heard the rumors about Ainge with the Jazz. Why would you retire if, if you're going to take a job two weeks later? What's going on here? Ainge did a radio interview. He has a quote. I think it's telling. We're sharing it next. Be here. I, I will tune in and then listen to Joe. Joe, yes. Ainge quote next segment. Joe, the segment after that. Joe will be here in 15 minutes. All right. I'm at my desk, and I'm dialing in right now on uh, the uh, my computer app. There it is. Nice. Use yeah. our app. You can hit us up online on your, your old school desktop at 1280thezone.com. <laughs> uh, you can grab the app, and you can use the open mic feature and send us a take based on what you hear. I'll DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Anyone calling you yet? No, I don't. I you know, I haven't really made myself available, um, but no, it would probably be too early for that. I need I need some time off. I need to get away. And um, but listen, I don't want to. I don't want to not do anything the rest of my life. I want to work, but I don't want to do very much. So there's not that many people out there looking for somebody to hire to do very little and pay. <laughs> <laughs> That's Danny Ainge on the radio in Boston, WBZFM. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Zero Res. When you get the carpets and tile clean, it's never just clean. It's Zero Res clean. Don't have it any other way. Just $33 per room clean. You deserve the best. You deserve Zero Res. Schedule with Zero Res today. Call them at 801-288-9376 or schedule online by searching for Zero Res Carpet Cleaning. So that's Ainge saying he wants to work, but he doesn't really want to do a lot of work. I want to work, but I don't want to do very much. Hmm. So there's not that many people out there looking for somebody to hire to do very little. Uh, obviously, he's highly qualified for Channel 2 Sports Department. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Our BYU correspondent, Danny Ainge, joins us now. Danny, what's going on in Provo? <laughs> what gig can you get... That you want to work, but you don't want to work a lot. Uh, talking sports, Sunday nights for about 10 minutes from 11 till 10 Oh, now after you're taking 11. a shot at me. <laughs> I'm the lowest guy on the totem pole, obviously. First one cut. 
And now you take a shot at me. You go Dylan Do Brooks on me. I not have any me. feelings at all anymore? You go Dylan Brooks on me. You fire the first arrow, and then you complain when I stick the three No, but pointer. I wasn't talking about you. I was I talking about all were. the people you complain about, your coworkers at Channel 2. That's another shot. Here I come again. <laughs> I've already crossed you over with 48 seconds left in the half. Now I'm going to hit the buzzer beater. I would give anything to reclaim my spot at 11 o'clock Sunday night. I don't think you'll have to. But nothing's done until it's done. So we'll just see how uh, time rolls on here. It's over till it's over. Well, I think Ainge is going to find a way back in. Yes. He's got a good track record. It's not a perfect track record. It's I had soured. somebody I had somebody tell me, well, it's, it's, what's the legacy? I said, well, it's mixed. But it's mixed for everybody. Well, you have to win more than you lose. Right. Now, when you're the GM, your free agents, your drafts, your trades, that's your the Tatum trade down draft pick. Awesome, looks brilliant. Awesome, yeah, and gutsy. It could have gone wrong. How did he know that they weren't going to trade out and someone else was going to trade in and take his guy? And how did he know Tatum was going to be that good or this right? A lot of things. Yes, but you got to be gutsy in that business. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But there's been tons of speculation, and you and I have both heard it. And then you, you had an awesome story coming in this morning. You're listening to satellite radio, and there's some NBA guy. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even know who it was. Yeah. yeah, and he was talking like it's a done deal. Angel's just going to leave Boston and go to Utah and run the Jazz because you know Provo is a small world. And everybody knows everybody, and he's Ryan's guy. And blah 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 blah. blah right. And here's Danny saying, "Well, I want to work, but I don't want to do very much." I mean, he just played it for you. That's literally out of Danny's own mouth. That, to me, sounds like a guy who is interested in the— and, and is. if I told you it's not perfect, but I think it fits. It's close enough. What? Danny Ainge is a poor man's Jerry West. Former player, not as good a player. West was the star. Range with, Ainge was more role guy. Mm-hmm. But both very good. Both did a lot of winning. When they hung it up, a, a lot of basketball people looked at him and thought— Career well done. Third best player ever to come out of Utah College. Tip of the hat. Nice. Tip of the hat. <laughs> career well done. Go into management, which is a brutal transition for a lot of players who've won a lot. And yet, he did it. they have a lot of success. And obviously, West had way more success than Ainge. But Ainge won a championship. He had lots of teams that won 50 games. Lots of teams that won a playoff series or two. We're in a West second round conference final. Yeah, right. And then hit Shaq and Kobe. And then, but he went in and did the consultant thing with the Warriors. And I just wonder if Ainge is looking for something like that. I I want to work. I I have no idea. I don't, all I know is what he said on the air here. I want to work, but I don't want to do very much. Now he's setting up a joke because he's funny. You know Austin pretty well from covering him. They got a sense of humor. So they're saying stuff to get a laugh. Yes. I want to work, but I don't want to do very much. So there's not that many people out there looking for somebody to hire to do very little. We play it for you, and Yach, you can hear the host laughing, right? Okay, Ainge is self-deprecating. He's funny. But there's truth there. He's 62, and that's too young to retire. But he's 62, three heart attacks, and he's been— Three heart attacks? I thought it was three. Wow. Was, was it I, not three? I, I don't know that. He certainly had one, but he's I thought had it was at least one. I, know that. I thought wow. it was more than one. 
I don't know that. All right, well, I'll, so I'll disown that if I'm wrong. I'm not but saying you're wrong. I don't know it. He's had at least one, right? He's had health issues. He's 62. Wow. If he doesn't want to be married to the job every day, who can blame him? He wants to be married to Michelle. hey oh. <laughs> So is he looking for a Jerry West-type consultant thing? That seems to make sense, just going off what he said on the radio this morning. Where is this going? Because there are people assuming that he's just going to hop right back into the deep end of the pool. And then there's other people who are buying that he, that the Celtics announced retirement and that he is retired and done. He seems to be indicating there's some middle path here. DJ and PK, Joe Ingles, next. Stay with us.